Welcome to Liquid Courage, the podcast where I, Amanda Pereira, sit down with a fellow female artist that I admire and ask them the questions I've never had the guts to ask them before. Sounds scary? Well, it is. So I use a little liquid courage in the form of their favorite drink. We cheers, chat, and connect as I attempt to soak up all the wisdom these women have to offer. Today I sit down with Sean Taylor and enjoy some fire ciders. Sean has worked in fashion as a plus-size fashion blogger, social media manager, and body positivity advocate. You may also recognize Sean as a contestant from the hit reality competition show, The Circle, on Netflix. I fangirled so hard. Okay, I'm warning you now, spoilers are coming. So if you haven't seen The Circle yet and you don't want to hear spoilers, pause this episode, go binge it, and come right back. If you haven't seen The Circle and don't care about spoilers, here's some context for you. So The Circle is an American reality competition show on Netflix where contestants are isolated in their own little apartments provided by the show. And they can only communicate with each other through The Circle, which is a computer program on their TV screens, which essentially looks like Instagram. They can post photos and bios and send each other private direct messages without ever meeting in person or seeing each other live. So the way the show is set up basically allows any of the contestants to post fake photos or act completely differently than they are in real life, AKA catfishing. (laughs) Every so often, The Circle asks the contestants to rate each other and the top rated ones become the influencers, giving them the power to eliminate another contestant from the game. There are games and competitions with the ultimate goal of lasting until the end and winning the $100,000 prize. Okay, here come the spoilers. So my guest today, Sean, joined the show later in the season in episode six and decided to go in playing as herself personality-wise, but to use her friend Colleen's photos instead of her own. Later in the game, in episode nine, she revealed true photos of herself, first to the girls on the show and then to the group as a whole. During the following elimination in episode 10, she was evicted from the game by the influencer. Despite not making it to the end, she chats with me here about how she came out of the show still feeling like a winner, and it made me an even bigger fan of hers. So Sean is a creator, a body positivity advocate, and a woman I admire immensely. Hi, Sean. Hey, how are you? So good. My voice went so high out of excitement. It needed to come (laughs) right back down. That was way too excited. Um, I am, okay, I have to tell you, I I was so convinced that this wasn't going to happen. Like, I really thought, I'm like, I'm going to have to cancel or like something's going to happen because I really didn't believe. I just feel so lucky to be sitting here chatting with you today. And I was like, there's no way this, for real, like there's no way this is going to happen. I'm like reading all your interviews, listening to all the podcasts you've been on. I'm like, I'm not going to get to chat with her. I didn't, I haven't even really told anyone that I'm chatting with you because I really thought like, the universe, this isn't going to happen. So I'm so oh excited to have well, you here. I, that really warms my heart because um, my today was just like not my day. So that's uh. so sweet of you <laughs> to just give a shit whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I give so much of a shit and hopefully the night is better than the day. It's a, I know you were saying it's yeah. a gray day. So you're, you're in New York. I live in New York city and yeah, it's just like gray fog central here. Yeah, I have, instead of um, a, like, you might think that I have some sort of, like, ring light in front of me, it is a sad lamp, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I was actually going to tell you, like, the natural light coming in on your, like, 
radiant. No, and you're like, no, no, this is a sad lamp right now. This is a. <laughs> I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> oh, it's so I'm funny. Yes. It's not that dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> but it can feel that dramatic, even if in actuality it isn't. And hopefully, it's just you know. like uh, suddenly the sun's setting at 6 p.m. And it's like, wait. Yeah. Um, what is happiness? Do I know her? Um, but no, I'm taking vitamins, gummy vitamins, and I have this sad lamp, so I'm going to live forever, essentially. <laughs> well, I am very much, like, I'm serious. Right now, I'm very much like preparing to hibernate. Like I've said it a couple of times because winter, winter is coming. I didn't even watch all of game of Thrones, but like winter (laughs) is coming. And I was thinking like, I have to nest in my apartment to make it something that makes me feel okay. And gets me through, uh, like quarantine probability winter, you know? Yeah. No, that mental preparation is so key. Like the people who are mentally like, it's about to go down. I feel like (laughs) have done so much better than the people who are like, it'll be fine. Like the doomsday planners, I will plan for a doomsday and it will happen. Um, I also love, okay. So your beverage choice today is okay. So we are drinking (laughs) fire. I love, I love your lap right now. Fireball mixed with, and I did find, I wasn't sure if it was sold in Canada, but it is, um, angry (gasps) orchard, hard cider, crisp apple. I went to the store and I was like, no, no, no. It must be one of these two, the two that you sent me. So I haven't made my drink yet because I realized, I don't know how much to put it. Like how much do you put in of each? What's the ratio we go for? It depends on what kind of day you're having. (laughs) (laughs) We had a gray, sad lamp day. (laughs) Um, so I do like one to two shots. So like, okay, you know, I have mine ready to go. This, okay. So by the way, so this yes. is the fire cider. When I first moved to New York, I moved to New York four years ago with two of my girlfriends and you moved to New York and you're like, I have no freaking idea what I'm doing. Um, I'm so depressed. Like what have <laughs> I done? And there was this bar called lucky dog that I think it's still open, but like quarantine, who knows what's yeah. real anymore. Um, where they could have, there was like a, there was a cool, like tiny backyard. It was totally hidden and you could have dogs there and there's like string lights and dogs that you could pet. And we would go there and like crisp fall evening, you oh. get a fire cider um, so it's essentially just like a boozier cider, but also big fall feels. So yeah, you just want like, I mean, like maybe you want to go to like there on your glass, okay. uh, whatever you feel like is a shot or yes. two. Did I bring a then, shot glass? No. Did I think about it? Yes. Do I, do I fucking hate when people talk like this? They, they ask themselves a question and answer it. Ew. What the fuck am I doing? I hate when people do You do just that. have to trust yourself really. I just like have to just trust yeah, okay. yeah, and okay. you'll probably overdo it, and that's fine. We'll okay, have a better it. podcast for we it. So well, you know what I'm gonna do? Actually, you're the guest. This is your liquid courage drink. I'm gonna get you to tell me when to stop with the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that's and probably I a bad idea. Also, but... I, I was say, also, don't hold back. Like, I love it all. Okay, and I hope okay, the internet thanks. lags on us. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. You're frozen. <laughs> okay, stop, stop. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have a great time. I also shook so hard out of laughter when you're like, you're frozen. And I was like, I'm either the <laughs> idiot that doesn't realize she's being honest or, and I'm just like enjoying it. Okay. <sighs> this, and then I'm just going to. Yeah. Fill and it. then just fill it up the rest of the way. Yeah. So it's like hard cider plus a couple shots of fireball. So it's like a little extra cinnamony, a little extra boozy, but still a cold drink. It's not like a hot toddy. So like, it's not like. 
I'm going to get super sleepy after this. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what warm boozy drinks do to me. But also I'm not a beer girl and I feel like very uncool that I'm not a beer girl, (laughs) but I just like can't drink beer. But like this, you would never guess. Like you would definitely think I watch football, you know? (laughs) It sort of looks like a little bit of head. Exactly. Exactly. And and you know what I love too? Like we're recording sort of around, not sort of, we are recording around Halloween time and So it's sort of like she's in disguise, like she's in a Halloween yes. costume. I'm going too far. Okay, I'm going to try this. Yeah. I'm so excited. It smells amazing also. It smells so good. It's a fall drink for sure. Oh, I love this. Isn't it nice? It's, it's so good. It's two ingredients. It's two ingredients and it's going to get you there for sure. <laughs> and fall, you know, what else and did you want? And fall. That's all. This is a fall drink. As soon as you said my new favorite fall drink, I was like, I'm there. And then it's funny because I had to email you back being like, oh, is it like a hot cider? Is it like a hard cider? And then when you said, I was like, oh, I am excited. It's so good. The cinnamon whiskey, like, Mm -hmm. almost makes it like richer and deeper. Do I know what I'm talking about? No, but this is so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're welcome. (laughs) You read my mind. I was literally just going to say that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sean. Okay, I need to keep oh, my. So funny. I need to keep down in the alto and not so soprano. These poor fucking listeners are like, oh, it's a, like the dogs are hearing me. Ferger is running to the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you call me? Ferger is her dog. I should also preference. Preference. I should also preface. I've had one sip. Okay. Well, completely unoriginally, I would love to start this off by asking you about the circle. Are you just like, of course, once again? Okay. No. Such a good, I guess I should also say, and I want to ask you about this later. It's, I, I am very aware that it's so strange that I know some things about you acknowledging that like, I know 1% and people probably assume they know so much about you and you know nothing about me. So I love, I love reality TV. I used to be so ashamed of it. No more, no longer. So when I found out you loved reality TV, I was like, oh yeah, I have to talk to her. I and love, reality, love TV. reality TV. And then I loved the circle, loved oh. you on the circle, loved the show, found it so exciting. So I'm so excited to ask you about it. And I was like, should I start off with something else? And I'm just like, oh, fuck no, it. Let's, let's do let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So for some context for viewers, because again, I don't want to make you have to repeat your resume and life story every oh, single time totally you talk fine. to someone. <laughs> but so at the time, so you were working, you're working in New York city as a social media manager and you got direct messaged on Instagram. How wild to audition for this reality show that we don't know what yes. it is yet. Mm-mm. So as a, okay, I'm so curious as a fellow lover, of reality TV and also knowing that reality TV tends to sort of portray people like they simplify them down to like stereotypes or caricatures or things right in a lovingly way love your reality TV yeah what what like what fear was there deciding whether or not to go on a first season you brave brave (laughs) angel a first season (laughs) of a reality show and what made you like ultimately decide to say okay I'll do this I'll accept the offer if they give it to me Um, okay. So I was terrified on every level, like (laughs) truly terrified. I like would sometimes even like wake up like in the middle of the night, like clenching my fists. I was like, so stressed. Well, because it's just like, you really, I think I just felt very aware and like, and now I feel even more aware, but even still as a reality TV lover felt very aware that anyone can make you into anything. Mm -hmm. 
in editing, you know, like you can just sit there and be a church mouse and they can put some kooky music behind (laughs) it and suddenly you're a psychopath. Yes. (laughs) It's such a vulnerable position. It really is. Yeah. Yes. And I think I also felt like I felt a lot of pressure. My whole life is, you know, like body positivity, fat acceptance, being a plus size woman and size inclusion in fashion. And so, um, it felt put a lot of pressure, like, oh my God, I don't want to let like my community down, but also like, this is my whole career. This isn't just like, you know, my hobby. This is like what I eat, sleep and breathe, you know? So it was like, um, it was a big risk. <laughs> um, Fuck yeah. but I, um, I don't know. I think I really, I knew that like, it's like reality TV is just, it's lovely and delightful and entertaining and flawed. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have seen, of course, like it's, it's so natural when you don't have a lot of representation like you on TV and then something comes around, it's easy to, um, be let down by it because it's like, oh, this didn't express every facet of who I am. And how could it? Because it's like the one person who looks like me on TV, that's going to be on TV this year, you know? Um, and so I had to accept that like, I can control what I can control Mm -hmm. and I know my values and my principles and I hold those like really strongly. And so, um, I'd rather it be me who really fucking knows my shit than someone who's just like, you know, yeah, why not? But yeah, being fat kind of sucks. I knew that like, I wasn't going to be that person and I might have to walk like, um, might have to make some like tough choices and walk a tight line to share what I really wanted to share. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes like reality TV just doesn't have a uh, space for nuance, you know? Any, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but I, yeah, I like had a, uh, I was talking about it in therapy, mm-hmm. um, which I think has been wild for my therapist. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> guess what, Brittany? Do you think she's just like, oh my God, they didn't cover this in school. Like, <laughs> reality Absolutely. tv was not a unit like i don't know what the fuck to do with this <laughs> yeah exactly big curveball for yeah. her yeah so funny but i was just like i had to kind of trust the universe because i was like what is this story that like the universe is trying to tell me that i am like this girl like i i actually like went to school for acting and then mm-hmm. realized like oh i don't um see myself getting to like exist like fully I don't see those parts for me I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm always shrinking myself or being like a caricature um so like what is the story that this girl like kind of finds her calling moves to New York gets this crazy opportunity and then becomes like the villain of her community (laughs) like that like that would be so like that's not right it's so messed up so I was just like that that can't happen I can't yeah (laughs) that can't be the end of the story well and I know you were talking on another podcast about like experiencing and I'm paraphrasing your answers here and please let me know if this is misrepresenting your experience in any way I know you were saying with acting you know it's like you you loved it but it but I think your words were you didn't feel like it loved you back you know and tv and especially reality tv I mean, first of all, it's not body friendly. It's just not friendly. It's not human friendly. Like, let's just be honest. So I just, yeah, I just, I commend you for, for once you decided you wanted to do it, then it's a whole other part actually doing it. And I like commend you for that. What were sort of your hopes going, like once you decided, okay, you know what, if they offer it to me for sure, I'm going to accept it. What were your 
hopes going into it. First of all, coming from being an advocate in the body positivity community, feeling like this is, this is my bread and butter, but also being like a fan of like a, a fan girl of reality TV. Yes. What were your hopes going into it? My hopes, I think I felt very aware as someone who works in social media mm -hmm. and a lover of reality TV that the show is just like the first quarter of the ball game. You know, I was like, I'm going to play the long game and I, it's a long shot that I would win the circle game but like what is much more likely is that I could have the opportunity to touch people's lives in a way that I would never have otherwise so that was like the biggest hope is that I could have like that was really my dream that's and like I won that so, <laughs> so like the rest Aww. of the show it's like that was like just a really cool opportunity but like mm -hmm. I actually got something that I really have dreamed of for so long yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so, I'm so glad that that was the result of the experience so much. And I know of course, like there are nuances in that, that there's like negative and positive experiences along the way, of course, but I'm so glad. Um, because yeah, because yeah, reality TV can be cruel. And, and it's so funny because I, I really watching, I like, this feels weird to say, but I fell in love with you. I thought you were so oh. wonderful and kind. Also, can we talk about, it was so strange to watch a reality show where I was like, I think almost, if not all of these people are wonderful people. Like what's going yeah. on? Like, yeah, everyone is a very real person. And it's yeah. really funny getting like a little peek into the reality TV casting world that um, there's, there's so many, you know, people in that world. Um, but like a lot of people that they cast were not people from that world, you know, like, yes. like people who really didn't audition for stuff. I've never auditioned for any show ever. So like, I think like they managed to like hook in a lot of people where this was something that they really hadn't um, considered, which makes it fun, right? Because it's yes. like you're watching someone experience it just like you kind of at the same time. Oh yeah. It was, it was so Oh, it was such like a fun, I mean, again, acknowledging like this is from the outside because I can't imagine how also stressful it was on the inside. <laughs> on the outside, it was such a fun, like social experiment to watch, especially yeah. knowing who who was posting photos of themselves, who wasn't, yeah. who, who people thought like, oh, they're for sure not posting photos of themselves. And you're like, yeah, they aren't. Like, you know, all yes. these different <laughs> theories running around. And um, and okay, so so you decide I'm going to, I'm going to go in if they cast me and they cast you and you're like, I'm going in and you make the decision that you are going to use your friends. You're going to use your personality, but your friend's photos, your friend Colleen. Yeah. Um, okay. My first question is how did you choose which friend's photos to use? Like I would be so stressed that my friends who I didn't choose would feel bad. <laughs> like so it's really funny because um, I felt like I had to choose someone who like, I have a lot of like, very down-to-earth friends friends who like like it's funny like being having this experience I realized like there's like worlds that I'm just like it's like not my world do you know what I mean like <laughs> after this show there was like a trip where all of us went together and went to Miami where Colleen lives and it's like nightclubs till 3 a.m bottle service and I'm like I do a dive bar on the corner of my block and I go home at midnight like <laughs> yeah. this is not my universe and that's like just none of my friend's universe either <laughs> and so like I knew that like 
if I was going to really do this thing, I had to do it with someone who was like, I was like, who do I know that's like a freaking like bikini model? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like Colleen and I like, we actually hadn't, I was like, I was going through my Instagram. I'm like, who, who is the friend? And then I saw Colleen, Colleen and I hadn't like we were friends like childhood friends like I haven't talked to her in a while I was like hey so I have kind of like a crazy thing going on um and she was like what (laughs) um so yeah yeah I think it was just like I, I needed to choose something that was so kind of outside of my usual world and that was Colleen and Colleen is just such a delight and um is really living a reality that is so different than me and I'm so grateful that she came on this journey (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like reunited you two yes (laughs) yes together and then what ultimately made you decide that you did want to go in with photos of Colleen versus photos of yourself so my experience with reality tv growing up and watching Mm -hmm. reality tv I've been watching reality tv since like junior high in the basement sneaking a glass of wine like that was really me doing it and um (laughs) real housewives especially is like my drag when you say i use again i sound such a fangirl but you said on a podcast like you joked that or maybe it wasn't a joke but like you joked that you were like raised on real on real housewives and that the the real housewives raised you and honestly in that moment i was like i've never felt so seen i love (laughs) i caught up today on housewives of potomac I love so excited. And today is Beverly Hills, I think. Oh, really? I think so. I'm always watching it late now. Um, I'm always watching when I can like binge it online. (gasps) But yes, but honestly, like when I watch reality TV or like keeping up with the Kardashians, like Mm -hmm. the it's not size inclusive, body friendly by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. So me going into this game strategy wise, like if I'm playing to win. Like, I don't walk into any room and assume that people have their body politics sorted out. Like, any room. Not even yeah. my corner dive bar. So <laughs> Not I, even Lucky think, Dog. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. But, like, the, the people that I have seen on reality TV, I'm like, why the hell would I bank $100,000 that these people are going to be chill with all body types? Like, that's not realistic. Fun fairy tale, but that's not my life or my truth, you know? And of course, like, I think I'm amazing. uh, But also, um, I I think I realized with like what I know about reality TV that um, I, I could, I realized I could maybe start a more complicated conversation mm-hmm. by um, addressing like the real elephant in the room, which is that like the internet, social media, the world in general, but social media is not very friendly to all bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't always feel safe to be yourself. And that, that's really what I wanted to start a conversation about because I think often people see my body and then I have to prove that I'm like you know as talented or friendly or funny or smart as I am and it's a game show you don't necessarily get the chance to do that so I wanted people to actually see me first which is sad but I felt like um I got what I really hoped for out of that which was some some combos like I I got people like DMing me from like literally all over the world 
after that reveal saying like, oh my God, I realized I'm hiding in my own life. Like I didn't Mm. even know it, but I am. And I don't want to be doing this anymore. And like, I think if I had gone in as myself, like that moment wouldn't have happened for people Um, Mm -hmm. because it it really is a, it can be, um, it it can, it's valid that it's scary to show up as yourself sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I worry, we all aren't like parading in our underwear thinking that we're, you know, it. 24 seven. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes but, we're in our underwear in front of us, in front of our sad lamp, talking where they're right. drinking, it, you know, it was literally me today. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I feel like I really, I got what I was looking for there. It actually surprised me. Um, when you did post a photo of yourself, also wonderful photo choices, your photos <laughs> are so good. The profile oh God, photo you. you made of yourself. I was like, that is a fucking gorgeous photo. I'd be like, catfish. He's a catfish. That's not a real person. There's no way. I was like, I don't know. So um, but I was also, I was also pleasantly surprised by people's reactions. And I also know, like, again, reality TV watcher, I have to be like, well, they know they're on camera, but still a lot of them seem, or, or maybe all of them seemed, I'm just trying to run through all of them in my head to like accurately represent my opinion here. <laughs> like, I don't want to misrepresent myself. My God, get over it. <laughs> but they seem to be quite genuine. And, and one that did sort of stick out that I, that I thought like, mm, was um, one of the cast members was saying like, no, like the, you know, the bravest thing you can do is come on and be yourself. And while I totally respect that perspective, I also thought, Ooh, but that has to come with a little asterisk and at the bottom be like, but I need to recognize that I have the privilege to do that. Like that is a very privileged place to come from that. Oh, the bravest thing I can do is walk in exactly as myself. And it's a little naive to assume that every single person from every walk of life will walk in and get the same opportunity. So, yeah, I I guess I wonder from the moment that you, um, so your profile went live with um, your personality in there and Colleen's photo or maybe photos. I think, I think you could post a couple photos. Yeah. So when it went live between then and when you revealed your, your true photos to the whole cast, was there any moments in there during like the activities you guys had to play or conversations where you were doubting your, your decision? I just doubt myself Mm. all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I think I felt, um, I think it was, so I had decided my strategy mm-hmm. before, right? That we all, you all, you decide your strategy before the game even starts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know that I would be going in later in the game. Mm-hmm. So that I think does add like, a, just like strategy wise, like a different element because by, I think on one hand, the fact that I chose to reveal myself the way that I did mm-hmm. um, kept me in like an extra round probably, mm. but um, because I had some, I created some sort of intimacy with other people, but mm-hmm. um, other than, but I quickly recognized with people who had intense loyalties to one another, it you're at a disadvantage by not being able to have your full self Mm. out there, you know, because like, it's like, oh my God, you're my BFF. And like, I die for you. And I'm like, it was like day three secret. I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Which also I get like maybe too height. I mean, I wasn't there. So get like, maybe, you know, it's, it's a heightened experience in there, but yeah, it's like, this is my best friend. Or I was like, I'm going to be buried with this person that no one said that, but you know, and I'm like, guys, <laughs> this is a weekend, but I totally saw totally. The, the, the different, you know, you coming in later on or any, anybody coming in later on were at a disadvantage because everyone was so solidified and like, we're family yes. just because we're already here. Like that's the, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Thousand percent. I mean, obviously it's just like, I think there's strategy in that too, being like, Hey, in the group yes. chat, I'm so close with everyone here. Just so everyone knows I'm super close. <laughs> I'm with so everyone close with here. everyone here. <laughs> just so I'm convincing myself. I'm so close. I should just say that to myself. This person wants to be my friend because they're my friend and they want to be my friend. And then you're like, Oh, I feel better about myself. <laughs> Attention, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it yeah. was so weird. Coming in late was so weird. It was just like, wait, what? It felt yeah. like trying to like get into like a jump rope do you know what I mean Nightmare. Um, but also it's like there are just so many layers to like what everyone is doing and saying so it's really yeah it's hard <laughs> yeah and you're having to read through like sometimes you know someone's saying oh yeah I'm there for you you're so great to whoever and really right. they're sitting in their living room being like this is bullshit but I feel like I gotta yeah. play nice you know everyone played nice. yes um, yeah god do you just get so I'm just real like do you just get so tired of being asked like you made a decision. Did you doubt it? This one decision, it must be exhausting having to answer about this one decision you made a billion times. I don't, I knew that that would be a big talking mm. point from what I did. I think what is more like, um, uh, emotionally tiring mm -hmm. is when someone thinks that they like know everything about me. <laughs> that decision, yes. it's like that was like one thing that I did one time, and I felt like I explained why I did it, but it seems like you like were like texting your friend while that happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess um, you missed that part, but you can rewind, like, that's a right. thing on Netflix, like, just watch it again, right. Yeah, that's, oh. that's more the part that's, like, very weird. It's, and, like, especially because it came out in, like, you know, batches. Mm -hmm. Like, when just the first batch came out before I revealed myself, like, you know, people were, like, people had a lot of things to say about that. And I was just like, mm, keep watching. <laughs> also, I didn't ask for the Put right, it in the junk right. mail. Goodbye. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah. Especially when you don't know the ending yet. Like chill out. Yeah. yeah. Hold your horses. Hold all the horses back in the stable. My God. hundred percent. Right. You know what else was so interesting to me again, like social experiment wise was how many contestants. Yeah. Contestants, right. Is that a weird yeah. one? Okay. okay. Um, how many contestants who were in a relationship in a romantic relationship in real life, chose to put in their status that they were single I and think like everyone yeah, did that's what I was yeah. saying I'm pretty sure I mean I'm pretty sure you would know way better than I was when you were there and you know these people but it was so interesting because kind of get it I've had the experience where with men and women where as soon as they find out I'm in a relationship I can like almost see in their face that I've become less interesting to them and it is <laughs> I'm like, I'm the same fucking person. And I, and the thing you yes. think is off the table, I was never offering. So I'm confused why. And I just, I wonder like, what do you think that says about how 
we, how, how a value of a person or perceived value of a person changes when we find out they're in like a monogamous romantic relationship. It's like you're worth, you're less worth someone's time or something. Yes. Yeah. No, I think, um, I think it's really funny. Um, I think in the game specifically, it just felt like it was another card to play, you know, and that you were like, you know, I, I think like, I don't know, to me, it just seems pretty shocking if you actually like thought you were going to find love on this show or something. Right, like you can't even but, see each other until you're gone. No, like, no but like yeah. maybe you would come across some dope that thought that and then you would be in luck because you were single the whole time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it is funny for, for sure. For sure. You know, I think also like for me personally, like I just don't, I, uh, I just believe in the year 2020, like male friends are kind of obsolete, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so I just like, to me, it's like pretending that I am single is really like that. What else are are we going to talk about here? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Actually, what was so fun was watching. So, um, for viewers and listeners, like two of the characters were both catfishing. So Alex, oh my God, I'm panicking now that I'm going to say these names wrong. Alex was catfishing as, a, so Alex, a man, was catfishing as Adam, a man, and used photos that he thought would be more conventionally attractive yes. than how he looked in real life. And Seaburn was catfishing as his girlfriend, Rebecca. Yes. And then, oh my God, and the best part was watching, and both of them are in rom- like monogamous romantic relationships in real life. They are both like married yes. up, basically. Them flirting with each other, thinking that it gave them a leg up, like watching Alex lay it thick on Rebecca, like watching that dynamic was so funny. And also just so like, oh yeah, we really do think that we'll have more value if people think we're single. Like we really do see that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just more like, I wonder if it's maybe more that it feels like a more concrete uh, alliance to be romantically mm-hmm. interested in someone than mm-hmm. to be like, you want to be friends? <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like more of a safety almost. If someone, ha- if someone has a crush on you, you feel a little again, because I think monogamy seems to be people's like automatic default assumption. Mm-hmm. And so then they think, oh, well, if they like, if they're friends with me, they could be friends with everybody in the circle. But if they like me, they probably don't like everybody like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's yes, yes. totally, that's totally fair. Here I am like therapist. They don't value me as much. And you're like, well, it's also <laughs> just, they feel a little more special. Okay. So first you reveal yourself to who you, who you think are the ladies in the bunch. Cause it's yeah. including Catfish <laughs> Rebecca. Um, yeah. And then, but you, Almost immediately after revealing yourself to the full cast, um, the cast member who is like the influencer who has the power that week decides to kick you off. And <laughs> I, I really want to say this sincerely that like, no, I'm not here to like shit on anyone. So no disrespect. And also like, I'm not here to put you in that position because you're <laughs> still friends with these people. So genuinely no disrespect to any other cast member. But, and I acknowledge again as a viewer that I know nothing. Um, but it felt like a little bit of bullshit. And also I was very bummed to see you go just because I loved watching you. Like your one-liners were so funny. Or when you were like, I don't know what to, how to react to that. Like with your cute little white fashionable shades and your gorgeous bikini. And you're like, what the fuck do I say to that? Like you were just so 
funny. I, anyway, so I was just sad to see you go for entertainment as well. I love watching you. Um, but also in a weird way, I felt like you were vindicated a little bit or it was almost like, see, yeah. she fucking told you this. This is what she's been telling you from the beginning and you're all nice and now you kick her off. Like really yeah. guys. No, totally. I think a part of me felt that. I, I think everyone was pretty shocked. And as the person who was in there in the room, when Joey kicked me off, yeah, I think Joey, Joey, I think when I, I, I think it was really one of those situations where you have to make a tough decision and you yes. kind of panic and make a decision. And I think <laughs> when he found out like when I think when he realized like where my alliances were like I was not gonna um uh I don't know let him walk out of there and not know that I had him at number one, number one. <laughs> I know it's like you bastard <laughs> um but uh I I I felt like he was you know it felt like pretty like solemn and respectful and remorseful yeah. <laughs> you know, as he was doing it um but I, uh, yeah, no, I, there is a psychologist on set. And yes, I didn't like, know this, an entertainment therapist. I had no oh idea. Oh my God, like dream job to be a therapist for <laughs> reality stars. <laughs> but uh, they were definitely like, did you get bad feelings? And I was like, I got a little bit of bad mm-hmm. feelings, but I feel like I came um, and did what I wanted to do, you know, like, and I yeah. did kind of, it was a, almost a bit of that cliche that I was like, once I revealed myself, I was like, I really felt like I did my thing, you know, mm-hmm. like I did what I had to do. So it was like, when I got voted off, it was like, I mean, that's dumb, but I, I did do that thing, you know? Yeah, you did. <laughs> like, you're like, I can still, I'm fucking proud of myself. Oh, I'm so yeah, glad. But, but it did, but to your point, yeah, it did feel like, because it was, I think one frustrating critique to hear from some viewers was like well everyone loved you so why did you do it (laughs) It like Like, why did you reveal yourself because everyone loves you no like why sorry my husband just came out um (laughs) like why did I catfish because everyone ended up loving me so like why would why would you do that I'm eye rolling so hard. That's- I know that doesn't change like um, my whole life. <laughs> but um, yeah, and this is yeah, a fishbowl. Think- what are people supposed to do? You reveal yourself, and then they're like, "Bitch!" Like, what are they supposed yeah. to say? Like, come on, that's right. such naive criticism for people to say. I know, I know. So yeah, I felt like it was like um, shocking. Uh, yeah, it was shocking. It was shocking, mm-hmm. but I felt like I did what I wanted to do. So good. Good. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad you feel that way because you I mean, speaking for myself at least, you absolutely made like you made such a positive like imprint in with that show. Like and I really do feel like there's so much ripple effect. I mean, I can even see it in like the comment. I mean, of course I follow you on social media and like I can see the comments of people like yeah, you you made such a wonderful impact. So I'm 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 so glad. And, you know, learning about the entertainment therapist, first of all, I was, again, reality TV lover. I was like, oh, what? Mm -hmm. Like, that felt like a little bit of like, oh. And also I felt like fucking good. Like, that people Mm -hmm. need it. Like, thank God. There should be a therapist in every workplace all the time. Like, Do you want, like, some real, like, I'm halfway through this drink. Do you want, like, some real, like, (laughs) team? Um, So here's the thing. Um, They, so... It's kind of like a big drama, I guess, in the reality TV world, or like kind of a big like 
problem. People have to do something about it, especially after Love Island. Um, Love and, Love Island. Yes, and like I, I'm not like really familiar with Love Island, but you know, mm-hmm. like I think a few people like took their lives <laughs> after that show. What? what? Yeah, <gasps> I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And then like the person who you kind of like um, throughout the show have like someone who's. Um, almost like your handler and I was like man like even just to the casting process there was like a really long psych evaluation and I was wow. like man they're really like going like all in on this and they were like well yeah they like they have to because of this stuff <gasps> um, so so yeah I think that's something that's like in the industry that's like kind of probably changing I, I think it also is in part due to like how different it must be reality tv now with social media versus when we didn't like you do something an editor can make it whatever they want it to be Mm -hmm. and then you have millions of people just like and that's the nature of reality tv it's like so black and white you know Mm -hmm. like there's a good guy there's a bad guy you did something stupid you did something smart you know there's like nothing in the middle so it like to it is like not your human brain is not made to accept that much feedback about you from strangers online you know um so yeah it's it's uh it's a real thing for sure I'm really glad that there was like that I'm a big therapy person so every time that they were like you're gonna talk to the therapist I was like dope send her in (laughs) (laughs) the only reason I'm on this show is to get therapy I would go on a reality show just to get free therapy. I right? Yeah. When I almost first started seeing my therapist, like I'm going to say maybe six months in, there was a time where I literally had to tell her that I was starting to have anxiety about her retiring. And here's the, here's, I was like, you can't leave me. And I knew fully, I'm like, I am, I am projecting. Like, I know all the terms I'm doing right now, but I got to yeah. be really clear that you can't leave me. And what's funny is like, I am in a program where it's therapists in training because it's cheaper. So she's like, I'm not even, I'm not even a therapist yet. And you're worried that you're going to retire. Like, I'm I'm like, what if you move? But no, I'm, I, I love my therapist a healthy amount with good boundaries. Oh, me too. You know, when I, when I found out that they're, that they have these entertainment therapists, like, first of all, absolutely. Anyone going on a reality show deserves to have that kind of support (laughs) a hundred million percent. Um, I also started a little bit evaluating myself as like a reality TV viewer and just thought like how much of watching reality TV is being entertained or, or indulging in like people's trauma. That is, I think this being a part of a reality TV show at points, I felt like I was watching the sausage be made. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think it is like, I think it's certain people, and Mm -hmm. I've probably been this person at times, like you watch something, you just, I think you can ethically consume reality TV because these people are being compensated for their time. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, the stars anyways, I got a little bit of money. (laughs) (laughs) You're like people, I'm not, I'm not categorizing myself as a person right now. When I Some people, people whose careers this is. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's just important to remember that what you are viewing, you are never getting the full picture. Yeah, Never. You're never getting the full picture. And it's so easy to cr- for a producer to create a story out of nothing. And I think even a really um, like media adept person could like literate person could see that um, could, or could get confused by this, could, could miss things that are um, happening. 
Um, so like, you know, just maybe don't like harass, uh, someone <laughs> online, like have wine with your yeah. girlfriends and yell at the TV and be like, oh my God, they're so stupid. Blow off some steam, live your life. Like that's what I love reality TV for. But like then making it like your life's mission to like, you know, let this person know that you figured out what they should have done. Like you, <laughs> yeah, you didn't give them get advice. the full picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't get the full picture, you know? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Like keep it, watch, watch it on TV. TV, keep it on TV. Like this is a real life person. I would never go and message yes. that person anything negative. You might say, hey, I loved you on the show. Great. But don't think that you yeah. know enough about anybody <laughs> on TV to warrant you a fucking negative opinion. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. That that part maybe not. I, I really I like that. It's like I <laughs> I like that because it allows me to keep watching reality TV. <laughs> but I like that it's like, you know, do it responsibly. Yeah. Fully yeah. know. And if you are really, yeah, fully know. And also like, you don't have the right to approach people. Do you think, would you be on a reality show again? Thousand percent. <gasps> yeah. Really? What I, show would yeah. you be on? Sean, well, what show would you want to be on? I, that's a really great question. Um, because <laughs> I don't know what, I didn't know I would be on this show. So I yeah, don't know yeah. what the next show is for yeah. me. Um, I would love to be on the circle again. Cause I felt so nervous and very aware the whole time of like yeah. everything that I'm gonna say and do is gonna be you know whatever um but like I think I probably would have more fun a second go around <laughs> yeah um but I wish I could be on like Great British Bake Off you know like some sort of like amateur skill person like I wish I could be on that type of show like nailed it maybe yes yes oh, oh my God, I would love nailed it um or um what's it called I mean I would love to be a, re a real housewife hello oh, um I love it it's it's so funny I don't know anything about Big Brother um but like oh I got so many people compare it to the circle mm. and um a, my, a friend of mine Jessica who was on Big Brother she reached out to me like after the show happened she's like hey we're both plus size we both like we're on reality tv let's like meet up and get wine and like you know talk about our experiences and I was like very cool um and I was like I don't really know what Big Brother is like tell me about it and she's like well there's cameras 24 7 on a live stream and we have to do physical challenges and also it's just like crazy drama and I was like I was like I you went to boot camp and yes. I went to like a daytime summer camp <laughs> <laughs> no I feel like Big Brother is like before COVID and then the circle's like after like you were quarantined yeah. Or anyone, you like, oh my God. No, but I, Big Brother, okay, so uh, we also love Big Brother. Uh, Big Brother, <laughs> the finale is very soon. You should totally get on board and I will give Ooh. no spoilers because I hate spoilers. But um, <laughs> they also have Big Brother in Canada. And Ooh. one time I was at a bar, some, I don't even know where I was, some random bar. And I went into the bathroom and I swear to God, I had only had like two beers, but like the full cast of season one came into the bathroom, all the ladies. And I looked over and I was like, I'm fucking hallucinating off of two beers. Like there's no way this is happening. And then I ended up talking to the winner of season one and she was saying, hey, actually like tomorrow we are we're casting and we're each supposed to bring in one person. Do you want to be my person? First of all, I was like, again, it's like our, it's like our chat tonight. I'm like, this isn't happening. Like there's yeah. no way this is happening. And I, 
immediately my gut was like, no, 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 no. And I turned it right down because there is so much emotional drama in it of people pretending to be your friends. I cannot handle that lack of transparency. I would cry every single day. First of all, I mean, the kitchen is amazing because there's so much food and there's a huge kitchen. I live in a little apartment in Toronto. I would love a huge kitchen and everyone's cooking all the time. Like you'd never have to cook. They have a pool. The house is wonderful. But the fact that I would have to be so calculated for months on end. And also- I think I would lose my mind if I didn't get more alone. Like I was alone, you know, like, but if I couldn't like step away and be alone, I would probably lose it. Um, yeah. And any physical challenge, I would lose it. <laughs> oh, me too. There's no way. You know, what's fun about it though. is like, cause I'll watch survivor and I'll watch like the yeah. challenge and those physical things they have, those physical challenges that they have to do. I'm like, there's no, like, I think 5% of humanity can do these yeah. and not like yeah. want to pass out the ones on big brother. They, well, I mean, again, what wasn't there, never been there, but they, they make them a bit more fun there. So they're still, okay, like, okay. they're definitely still physically demanding. Like you have to like hold right. yourself up on a wall for, I don't know, two hours and in, in paint being sprayed on your face. Mm-mm. But <laughs> I'm saying, but, but there's no end to the sentence. That's awful. Yeah, never mind. I I could never do. I wouldn't. I couldn't do it. But there's like puzzles. Also, a huge part of the. I could do the puzzles. Yeah. Do you have a good memory? Because a lot of them are like. Oh yeah, I do. Oh, you do. Mm -hmm. So you know what? You would be great. (laughs) I know everything. You'd be great. I feel sick. I need to go to the nurse. (laughs) There's actually like. like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick. Yeah, probably. But there's a lot of contestants who. Like the beginning challenges are mostly physical and then you get to the end and they're way more strategic and about memory, about the game. Mm. And I've always, there's a lot of, like a lot of people who just sort of go under the radar for a while during the physical challenges. And then as soon as the challenges get to be like, not as physically demanding, they're like fucking on top of My it. time to shine. Exa- yeah. that's, exactly. That's what I would do too. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Do that. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Right. Let's do a little of that. Okay. So we got you on Nailed It. Get you on British Bake Off. Maybe Big yeah. Brother. We'll see. Everyone needs to be yeah. nice in there. Or maybe we need a therapist. They should need to bring a therapist in um, yeah. as one of the contestants and no one would vote them out just so that they can have free therapy for months. Totally. Um, okay. So the circle, during the circle, you were forced to be like very hyper aware of how you were coming across on online in quotations, like on their platform within the show. Um, and what other people, like it sort of anticipate other people's perceptions. And I'm wondering how did being a contestant on the circle change how you see your online presence in real life after the show? Um, that's a good question. I feel like it made me more aware of what is digestible. That's like not a super like fun or sexy answer, but like, just like, um, like people can't understand, like, here's all the complicated truths about me, you know, like Mm. people like uh, through media generally have to just know you like bit by bit and then they Mm. see who you are, but it's hard because it's like, I don't want to, Um, I think it, I think maybe I felt pressure to be someone that people were like expecting, you know, Mm -hmm. or that someone that people could digest. And, um, 
I try to um, be my full self online and I have down days and those are in plain view and I'm pretty like weird sometimes and like I um I like that I I think like after being on reality tv and suddenly having like a pretty big following like I miss just like shit posting you know just like (laughs) random memes or like I don't know I'm just like angsty you know like (laughs) I like don't do that as much but um when I do sometimes it feels great yeah (laughs) yeah like being aware of like how uh what's digestible but also wanting to be a full complete weirdo human yeah I'm an Aquarius you know what I mean are you okay do you know a lot about horoscopes I don't and I love them and I I don't know why I don't ever just google I say this all the time like I love them don't know fucking google what's your sign I'm an Aries but I'm a cuspy Aries (laughs) oh wait okay wait initial laugh when I say Aries I must know are we like are we matchable or no well oh um I don't know that's a good question Aries are um the babies of the zodiac so it makes me laugh that you're like I could just google it but I won't (laughs) (laughs) said the true little baby oh my god that's so interesting we're the I'm the baby and you know what's funny though is I'm yeah the grandpa the oldest yeah the last one yeah grandpa yeah, and baby yeah. yeah that's us oh lived a lot of lives I love so why and you know what how how like indicative of right now because I'm like you're so wise I need to I really want to ask you everything and learn from you you know what's interesting so is oh, you know what's interesting? <laughs> I'm trying to call co- I'm cock oh my god I'm trying to cock compliments no clock <laughs> is what I'm trying to say I'm trying to clock compliments and let them land that is the oh. most wanky thing I've ever said but that is what I'm no. trying to allow myself to do because so often I'm like people don't even need to say negative things to me I will just anticipate Ooh. or like oh, yeah. pretend to read their mind and put shit in their mind and then that will stick so when people say something nice I'm like say thank you so you're at least forcing yourself to hear it yeah hard relate yeah yeah oh well um, Wait, do you know your other signs oh so yeah well okay I don't know is this like I'm an Aquarius moon but I'm an Aries yeah, son I yeah, don't yeah, yeah. how do a baby Aries how does a baby Aries find that out Sean um you do have to first ask your mom when you were born and then like your birth time yes and then um girl I'll give you a website okay. just look it up you're like yeah. girl google it you know what's so funny I actually think someone told me to do this because I my, I did text my mom and I was like when was I born and she told mm-hmm. me and then I think I googled it and didn't understand the chart and then I ran away it's confusing I'll walk you through it okay I, <gasps> yeah. I would love to learn this well and what's interesting is growing up reading J14 is J14 does that sound familiar okay because I'm like I don't know if that's a Canadian magazine or not um so I'm thinking it's not if we've both heard about it it's American that's what we're we're making (laughs) on um but in J14 like half the time I was in Aries so I'm April 19th so I'm the last day so half the time I'm in Aries and half the time I'm a fucking Taurus so but most of the time in other magazines or online they say I'm an Aries so that's what I go with yeah. Aries. Yeah. Yeah. Cause 420 is like the ultimate Taurus mm. day. I have a friend who's a 420 Aries and like, I mean, Taurus and obviously like 
weed day but also Taurus is big like snacks hang on the couch person so I feel like it's the ultimate Taurus day yeah you know what's so funny maybe I'm a cuspy Aries because absolutely (laughs) there are days where I'm just like if I will be sitting on my couch watching reality tv all day today with with chips or whatever or usually it's regular Lay's chips or chocolate chip cookies those are like the go-to and if anyone asks me to do anything I'll be like not on the agenda no. today. So maybe that's the no. like pop up Taurus. I don't know who it could be. It could be. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I would really love to learn more and I need to learn more about them. Do you, what are, what are your moon sun things? Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> I, I don't know when it happened to me that I became like the annoying horoscope person. Remove um, annoying, remove I, annoying. <laughs> but I do love to tell people about their uh, horoscopes. Um, I, but I'm not a pro. I'm really not. I'm like an armchair um, astrologer. Um, I am a, an Aquarius sun, yeah. a Pisces moon and a Virgo rising. So Aquarius sun, your sun is your identity. Aquarius is very like fuck tradition. I'm a visionary. Oprah is a, an Aquarius. So like, I feel like that's kind of all you need to know. Name drop amazement. That was great. Oh my <laughs> God. You. I'm going to have someone lame. I already know it's gonna be like Michael Sarah <laughs> is an Aries sun. And I'm going to be like, perfect. Like, fuck. Too funny. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, and what and else? Pisces moon, big sensitive space cadet energy. Um, which is true. I'm, I'm a sensitive girl. And then, um, but I also, I have so many Pisces people in my life. So I feel like I draw in that like sensitive Mm. person and then Virgo rising, your rising is kind of like the role you play in the world. And Virgo's like big planner mommy energy. And like, that's also definitely me. So I hard relate to it. (gasps) Fuck, I wish I knew what my moon sun rising was. <laughs> also, like, um, armchair horoscopes or armchair. Is that a new podcast that we are going to be starting? Because that's a. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think we're that, to talk about yes. This more. Uh, <laughs> I need to create space in my life where I do this more. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. I'm, to- I'm totally going to do my charts and figure it out. And sorry, I just like hijacked like a horoscope hour out of this, but. We're going to rewind and see where I ask you. <laughs> okay. So with, with so much feedback from online, completely unsolicited, or if you're, you know, posting a question in on Instagram yeah. or something, um, how do you, how do you, like you talked about staying grounded in what your opinion is and not sort of getting swayed in the different directions positively or negatively, but how do you stay grounded in your perspective of yourself and like valuing that the most therapy mainly yes, <laughs> yes. I actually I had a experience um when TikTok kind of really was taking off in quarantine mm. I had like the one time that I'm like I'm really gonna freaking express myself um yes. it went super viral um not super viral but like way more <laughs> viral than I anticipated um and I got a lot of intense comments and I was, again, it was almost like as intense as being on the show, just the like, uh, velocity of feedback coming at you. And I did the not good thing and like stayed up till, I don't know, like three or 4 AM just like refreshing. And here's what I learned is Mm. that, um, 
because I feel like a lot of people, especially like with these features on social media, like TikTok and Reels, where people are so excited about um, the potential to be seen by so many people, mm. I think people are going to find themselves in situations where they realize that our brains, again, have not evolved to process that much feedback about ourselves from thousands of people in a couple hours. Um, and uh, what I had, what I realized is that as I was going through those comments, it was almost like I was looking for the bad mean comment. Mm. I was scrolling past the nice ones and like, where is it? I gotta find it. And um, it's because I was, ex I was explaining it to my therapist. It's like, if there was a TV channel that was playing stuff that was all about you, um, and you like refresh and it's more stuff about you, like mm. you're telling me you're going to turn that off. Like it's really mm. hard. Um, and I think it's because we want to have someone tell us something about ourselves that we mm. don't already know. Mm. And the reality is like, these people like strangers on the internet probably aren't going to tell you something about yourself that you don't already know mm -hmm. and if they did like I would have to I have to trust myself that like if there was something that I didn't know and I needed to know mm -hmm. I would be able to hear it and like make a change but like it wouldn't happen from refreshing the comments a million mm -hmm. times to find it, you know? Yeah. Probably maybe come from a friend, like calling me in and not yeah. a thousand yeah. strangers. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's really exciting to have a lot of eyes on you, but you can't be hoping that people are going to tell you something about yourself that, you don't know, it's not realistic. Yeah. Well, and you know, you know, you better than anybody else is going to, you know, you're the expert. A hundred percent. Someone who spent like 15 seconds looking at me, like, what do you know? I've been here the whole time. I, <laughs> I haven't turned this channel off. Are you kidding? Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. yeah. I also think too, like I would imagine getting so much positive feedback from people, um, which is absolutely warranted but as if I was getting a ton of positive feedback from people it would be scary because you almost like you don't want to risk being hurt you almost don't want to believe it so then when you find a negative yeah. comment you're like okay it's almost like um uh reaffirming like okay yeah 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 don't like don't get your hopes up okay okay like what's familiar yeah. but uncomfortable is still familiar to you and yeah it's almost less scary to believe the negative things or to sit in those things because the positive ones you're like if I believe into that and then I find out it's a sham like it's gonna hurt too much you know yeah I think it's also just like I felt myself and I still feel this a lot of the time like it's hard mm -hmm. to believe and I also like it's hard to feel like it's real a lot of the times but I also think um it's a really normal human reptile brain thing that when someone says something like not nice mm -hmm. you're like they must know what they're talking about but when someone says something yes. new, like you're an Freaking idiot. idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like this mean expert and this wonderful idiot. I'll go with the yeah. mean expert. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, exactly. You just give more credibility to that. And it's because you want to um protect yourself. Like I think it's I'm, I don't think I'm like a glutton for punishment. I think I just like, you know, want to protect myself from bad mm -hmm. things so it helps to know all the bad things. But spoilers, the bad things like aren't true or real or valid you know mm -hmm. take those to court they're gonna yeah. lose you know <laughs> they'll be throwing a fucking mistrial right away yes. they're getting out of there look at us with our law jargon i'm so proud of us that we were able to just <laughs> tennis court that back um 
you actually brought something up that I wanted to ask you about. And it's, I've been thinking about this so much about our interaction. So it's mm-hmm. going to get a little meta, but oh. with having such, okay. So having such a significant following online and then also being on reality TV, you're having people approach you online and in real life, probably more pre COVID. Cause right now we're all yeah. inside all the time. <laughs> yeah. what, a, what a nice break. Um, but whether it's on the street or like on a podcast here, I'm sure people are approaching you either feeling like they know a part of you, wrongfully assuming they know all of you. And then coming into this interaction, like whether it's an interview, like right now, or somebody at like the grocery store saying, Oh my God, are you on the circle? You know that I would imagine that's such a weird, like power imbalance sort of, or also people pleaser in me would be like, I want to exceed all the expectations they have of me, but I don't know what they like about me. So how am I supposed to perform? Like, how is that experience walking in and people knowing more about you than you know of them? Um, I think you nailed a lot of it. (laughs) Um, I, I feel, I feel pretty uncomfortable when someone is like, you're amazing and be my best friend. Like I'm so flattered. I really have trouble making friends actually. Like, and that's not to say like, I'm not like a lovable person. I have friends that I know that know me extremely well. Mm -hmm. And there's like three of them. And I'm kind of like, I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when someone, um, like idealizes me in any way, like Mm -hmm. I'm more of like, I want something that's like, intensely um intimate and we can hold each other accountable and we can hold space for each other and like if there's that power imbalance like I just I feel like I just am like I'm gonna um completely not meet any of your expectations (laughs) I feel really uncomfortable um but I feel like if it's a situation where I'm like oh you know I think I feel more comfortable like in a setting where it's like hey, like Q&A, I can give you advice about what I know. Great. But it's like, mm-hmm. let me approach you and like, do you want to go grab coffee and be my friend? I'm like, I feel like I'm just gonna like suck at that. You know? <laughs> yeah, and you sort of don't um, get to like, you don't you like, you might get bleh, 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 bleh. I've had hardly any of my fireside. And I'm like, bleh. in that interaction, you might get to ask them questions about themselves. But it's almost like they might just assume that they know you already. And then you you skip that whole first friendship date. Like that's not yeah. for you at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like very weirdly, like I have just kind of found myself a lot in life, like, um, um, having experiences a few steps before, like some of my peers. Mm-hmm. And so I'm often like, um, giving advice or being a mentor to people and to people who reciprocate and love me, like that's so rewarding and special. But, um, if I'm, if there's not that, a uh, reciprocal dynamic, then it's like, Oh, I feel kind of like sad and drained. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I also, I feel like this is like really going in now. It was therapy day today. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I really do. Um, I love getting to connect with people online and I have found like it takes time online. I feel like to find people that you have like real connections Mm -hmm. with, um, where they're like, I'm sticking it through and I'm watching everything and I'm here for you and I care about your well being. And I'm like, Oh, more of you, please. I love that. (laughs) Um, and I feel so like 
extremely, extremely lucky. I really never thought I would have these things to get the opportunity to um, make people like change the way that they see about, like see themselves maybe. Mm -hmm. So um, all of that sounds like I'm like a grouch and like not um, appreciative of it. I am. I think also like, like uh, quarantine has made Mm -hmm. me like my um, stamina for social interactions that isn't like pizza on the couch watching reality tv with my friends Dream. it's like oh yeah. it's like hard you know <laughs> you said something um in a podcast that like genuinely hit my heart so hard <laughs> I am going to brutal this but you were talking about that because I'm because you just you delivered it so beautifully that there's no way I'm ever gonna I'm this is gonna be my copycat version but you basically said how having any sort of small talk interaction with anybody right now is like (laughs) exhausting because there's so much real life because you have to actively push aside all the real life deep crap that people are all going through right now and honestly i was like yeah if any if if, i felt i you articulated my feelings <laughs> so hard. Thank you for that. I feel you on that. I don't want to talk yeah. about the weather because like people mm-hmm. are dying from so many things and people need to, mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't talk to you about the weather because it's too much active work on my part to mm-hmm. push down the, me being on the verge of crying for a million reasons that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A yeah. million reasons all the time, constantly. Yeah. 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 No, a thousand percent. That's hard. And I don't have people who, you know, I feel like you have way more, I don't have people who feel like I owe them some sort of positive response all the time. Whereas like, I think people online can often be like, Oh, I love this person online. They, they, they're an influencer. They owe me this. And you're like, no, they're a human being. So I don't think you sound like a grouch. I think you sound like a human being. <laughs> a full oh, thank you. I really appreciate being. that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And, and I know like you've shared, like you've shared some really like beautiful real like significant parts of you online that I think are so wonderful like I know this year you shared that you're bisexual you shared about possibly being diagnosed with ADHD like you shared all these like beautiful human parts of you you know and and I wonder how do you go about deciding what both what and when to share parts of your life online I think a big, um, something that really motivated me to come out like about my sexuality is that I had, um, a lot of people in, um, especially post circle, um, reach out to me and they were queer, they were, you know, like whatever. And they, I felt like I wasn't able to connect with them on that level, mm-hmm. even though that was who I was, who mm-hmm. I am. And I think like my barometer, at least for right now, is like, is it like robbing me of an opportunity to like connect with people um, in a way that I want to connect with people? And I think also like, it, can it make someone feel like a little less alone? Like, those are like Aww. the those are the big ones. Yeah. (laughs) I do have things that I keep private, even though I put a lot of it out there, but, um, at both leading, like leading with, I think both of those ideas, it's like, I feel like I'm living more authentically. And I think making people feel less alone online is like really important. makes me feel good. So yeah. (laughs) You beautiful angel grandma energy <laughs> wise They're all the wise all the wise the wisdom from your horoscope from your was it your moon no your son my son your my son, son. Yeah. your gorgeous wise son is just 
Oh, that was wonderfully <laughs> said. What a beautiful, exceptionally generous barometer. <laughs> I think a lot of it comes to from like the experience of being on the circle, like for a long time, my weight felt like a, I mean, I felt for a long time, like it was something that I could never talk about. It was just like a really big wound, mm. everything I felt about my body. And so suddenly, and I had done a lot of work previous to that in my relationships and with myself where I could live more authentically as myself, like not under some expectation that like, you know, Oh, you probably want to change. You probably want to go on a diet, you know, X, Y, Z. And um, I think suddenly having the public at large, <laughs> you know, see this thing that was like so, you know, like wounded about me and mm -hmm. um, love that it was, you know, brought to the surface, brought to light. Um, suddenly, like some of these other things just really fell out of balance with that. And um, also, I love Brene Brown. So all of that will really <laughs> get you there. <laughs> It'll get you to be a wise little son. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and like, I, I feel like, cause I know you were doing work in body positivity prior to being on the circle. And then it seems like being on the circle afterwards, it sort of catapulted you into being this like poster child for potty, for potty. I can't even talk <laughs> for potty positivity. Like really yeah. right now. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Like literally I've had, I think I put too much fireball maybe. Okay. I told um, you. I know you totally I, did. I mean, You're like, like no. I'm here too. <laughs> but I feel like it sort of catapulted you into this position where it was like, okay, now you're the poster child for body positivity. We're going to say this properly <laughs> and not mix up my letters. Um, mm -hmm. And it, I, I guess I was just thinking like, that is, first of all, that's, it's, um, it's wonderful and amazing. And I think it's so lovely that a person who is so, um, you have such a wealth of knowledge in the area. And then also you are so articulate in the way you speak about it. I think it's wonderful for the movement because if you got, you know, you got potty positivity talking about it, like <laughs> everyone's doomed. So I think that's so wonderful, but with that comes so much pressure and, you know, it's like in the beginning or beforehand, maybe the struggle is like, okay, like you said, with the circle, everyone's just looking at my body and I have to convince people that I'm just as talented or just as things. And now on the other side, it's like, oh, well now people are always talk. My body's always mm. a topic of conversation, maybe in a, in a different light, but still that sounds very emotionally laborious, laborious. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of, um, a weird, um, I don't even know. Like I have had some people like criticize me, like you, like, I, I don't know, try to like therapize me. <laughs> therapy. <laughs> um, try to tell me about me essentially yeah. and try Ugh. to tell me that something's wrong with me the way that I, um, talk about body stuff so much in my body and um and the thing is I talk about a lot of things you know <laughs> like I yeah. talk about um uh the food that I'm making all the time and my perfect dog I told my family today about the biscuit chicken pot pie and the skillet oh my God, it was so good so life-changing <laughs> um and that's just kind of like maybe what it's funny when I get that criticism because it's like, no, that's just what's standing out to you. And that's what's like triggering something in you, you know? Yes. And, you know, I think the flip side of that is like, I've spent so long 
trying to not acknowledge my body in any way. Mm-hmm. Like, like really do bending over backwards to like, no one has to acknowledge me, which when you are the tallest, biggest girl in your Catholic school jumper, like that's a tall order. Oh, <laughs> Catholic school jumper. Oh. I know. Um, so uh, it's like, I can't, I think maybe it's like maybe more than some people might be used to hearing or you may get triggered by what I'm saying, but it doesn't make it wrong. Mm-hmm. It also doesn't make it my whole reality, my whole identity, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think like my worldview on this for like a long time has been that, um, it's not about feeling amazing about yourself all the time. And I don't feel amazing about myself or my body all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's realistic. I think yeah. it's just like, for me, it's more just about like allowing space that like, if you, whatever place you are in, you're allowed to like show up as you are really. Mm. Um, and that you shouldn't be, um, penalized for that. So, so yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, And I think that's such a healthy way to also just to manage the like potential mental fatigue that you would get from having to like, first of all, you're like, okay, we, I want to, you know, bring awareness to this and affect change. And then you're also stuck being an educator all the time to dipshits like this, who are like, (laughs) you don't share, you know, to these idiots who honestly don't even deserve a response, but you're a wonderful human being as we've established. So you're probably going to respond to them in a generous way. How do you, how, I guess, how do you like, how do you, um, other than therapy, we love Brittany. How do you like manage, (laughs) shout out to Brittany. How do you manage the, like mental fatigue or or that fatigue while you're like fighting the good fight. Like, how do you, yeah, I don't know. How do you, how do you not get fatigued? I guess. Mm, I think I, I do get fatigued. I do put pressure on myself and sometimes I got to like step away from the phone. Really? Mm -hmm. I think also, I mean, especially like, um, in March with, you know, like all of the, um, George Floyd, like Breonna Taylor protests, like I felt, and suddenly having like a massive platform, like, or a platform that I never thought I would have, mm-hmm. like, I felt like, oh my God, like I need to be doing something. I need to be able to do something all the time. But I think what I have realized is that um, you, you just, you can't run a car on empty, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes. and that like, if you're trying to get somewhere, you have to um, stop and fuel yourself up. You have to take care of yourself or you're just going to burn out. And the thing, I think the thing about this kind of like more nuanced work, work where like, you know, I know I'll post things that will like trigger people in some ways and they'll fight me when really they're kind of like fighting themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And like when that happens, like if I'm running on empty and I'm going to be like a huge bitch to this person, (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna be like see I was right and no one should ever love themselves you know and um coming at anything like that type of stuff when you're not at a hundred percent to do it like I have to check myself on this too because it's just like you could really find yourself doing more harm than good if you're not taking care of yourself but yeah it's hard it's hard to prioritize yourself what are like a few things that you do to to uh refuel to fuel up what are a couple of things you do? 
I think happiest things that I do. Yeah. I love uh, being with Burger, the most perfect oh. dog in the world. I have a 14-year-old pug. So Burger, I immediately what? was just like, Burger, her name's Bella. I was like 17. Bella. I was like, Bella. And then Twilight came along and I was like, I'm so sorry what I've done to you. Um, <laughs> but yes, Bella, or I also call her chicken pot pie because I just think it's cute. So little Bella. So when I saw I Burger, I was like, because I always feel like they're like pugs and actually an all like bulldog, any, any smushy face dog, like face. Cousins, you know, they're so smart. Yes. My dream is to have a pug one day oh. and that uh, it'll be Burger the bulldog and Patty yeah. the pug. Yeah. <gasps> Burger and Patty. Patty. Oh That's my God. dream. I love, okay. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Okay. So happiest times burger. My dog in general just brings me so much joy. No. And, um, Eric and I just walking to the dog park and getting breakfast is just like, um, my, I just like that kind of quality time is my favorite. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, cooking and, oh, I've gotten into reading over quarantine and that's been really good for me. I really, really struggle with, um, putting my phone down and yeah. so <laughs> I've always been a mystery lover I love Nancy <sighs> Drew and so I've been really into like getting into a little mystery in the evening yes. so I've fallen off the wagon but it really helps me not just with like TikTok I've said it a million times but I feel like I'm pouring Mountain Dew directly onto my brain and so <laughs> that's not good for you actually yeah. you actually shouldn't do that um so <laughs> reading a book go figure yes. are you yeah you're like oh um are you um what are, are you reading a mystery novel right now even if you haven't okay. read it in months but what are you what are you reading right now okay well I haven't started it yet I think it's called The Searcher um what I would recommend that I loved and if you're like trying to read but you're like I can never finish a book mm. um The Guest List was like gorgeous wedding yes. by this like fancy blogger woman and like decrepit Irish castle she like throws this like wedding but like everyone is like fighting with each other someone dies we know someone dies and it's like who did it the whole time which wedding guest we love it um love. And it, moves, it moved so fast and I was just like ugh, so in it you know <gasps> okay I'm doing Foggy it I, yes I actually just um I so I do serve at a restaurant now who know I don't know everything's closed but a guest who works at who works at Indigo, like a big. Uh, do you have Indigo in the U.S.? I sound like an idiot right now. Okay, mm. it's like Barnes and Noble, basically. Okay. And she's like, I work there. I know all the good books. Read guest list. And I forgot oh. to write it. I was gonna write it, and I was like, that looks stupid. She might think I'm an idiot that I can't remember. But I could. I didn't remember until now when you said this, and I realized that's the book. This was a sign. I am not a like. I really only recently got into reading before quarantine. I'm pretty proud of myself. I think I've read like five books in quarantine before this. I've like read one book every seven years of my life. I thought you were just going to be like one book. I've just read one no. book. I had to read the no. Bible in my, in my Catholic yeah. jumper. And now, yeah. <laughs> but um, the fact that someone else will attest that this is a good book really makes me feel like I'm onto something. <laughs> yes. Well, and as a self-proclaimed non-reader, it's also like, if you liked, I'm like, okay, no, I love it. Okay. I'm going to read, I'm genuinely going to read it and I'm going to message you with what I think. And also my uh, sun, moon, rising. Horoscope. Yeah. yeah my horoscope. Thank you. I love this so much. You're, you're, well, you're welcome. You're like doing me a favor. I'm like, you're welcome. Um, okay. So you, I'm giving you homework for this podcast. <laughs> I'm also, I don't know 
what it says about my moon sun rising, but I love a good homework assignment. <laughs> like it makes me feel very good. <laughs> oh, I wonder if there's yeah. some Virgo or Capricorn in there. I'm just throwing it in like a shot in the dark. So if I'm right, I'm a witch. <laughs> <gasps> love witches. You probably are. I think everyone, oh, I just, when I was younger, I had such a big crush on a witch. I oh, love it. Every witch. Every witch. Have you ever been yeah. to Salem? It's. Um, I really want to go. I you really to go. like if the quarantine didn't happen, then I probably would have tried to go to Salem this yes. year. But I, I've always loved witch <gasps> stuff for sure. Oh, Sean, it's so good. <laughs> it's so, and go around Halloween time. And yes. It's just uh, beautiful. And you can go to the house, the Hocus Pocus house. And there's yes. like a little older woman. And she, every, uh, every like October, she sets up a table with all these Hocus Pocus like pro props and her neighbor comes out and you can take pictures and she gets you to sign a guest book and it's free. I she just it. like does it. Cause she, it's so wonderful. You have to go. It's so fun. Oh, um, I need her life right we need to just like say hi to her we'll have her on the podcast um and have her on your podcast armchair horoscopes um okay so to finish up with you today i would love to okay so as lovers of reality tv i am wondering if you can give me i want to know the best reality tv show for you for each of these moods oh okay okay i'll do okay. my best okay you just had this moment where like you turned your head in a certain way and this the Sounds so sad. The light from the sad lamp just hit you in such a beautiful way. I was like, I need to screenshot this and you can use this as a photo. It was gorgeous. Okay. Thank the, you. The light coming in from your very sad, sad lamp. <laughs> I need to get a sad lamp for the winter. That's yeah. part of what I mean, at least my... for the lighting. Yeah. Oh my God, right? Ring light, what? Get a sad lamp. Double, double feature. I love it. Um, okay. So what reality show? What's the best reality show to watch for you when you just want to have a good cry oh when I want to have a good cry that's what, what we're I all watch? going to reality tv for what a stupid one to start with but like um I guess probably oh my god I know there's a good answer wait can you come back to this one because I 100%. know I've cried at reality tv okay 100 uh -huh. also me asking these questions without any preparation like how fucking unfair and baby aries of me. No, so 100 no, 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 no I love it I also love skip and come back I love this so much because that's like mm -hmm, that's 100 mm -hmm. what they do on game shows too okay <laughs> there's no prize here okay best reality tv show to watch when you want to feel connected to the world or just connected okay. to others Obviously, Great British Bake Off. Uh, Great British Bake Off is the best of humanity. And if aliens <laughs> are out there looking for us, we should just send them that. <laughs> this is our resume. This represents, yeah. I love that so much. Okay. This is who we are. This is who we are in our hearts at our yeah. best. Um, best reality TV show to watch when you want to turn your brain off, when you just need a brain break. Mm, okay. Um, I would say any sort of real estate reality TV. <gasps> yes you know or house flipping reality tv any yes. hgtv oriented oh. that's what i'm turning my brain off to yes have you yeah. okay so are you a consumer or lover of any of the million dollar listings or also selling sunset yes i didn't watch selling sunset but yes million dollar listing also there was that new show on netflix oh. I don't know if they give it to you in Canada, but I hope so. I really <laughs> oh, the hope Hamptons. so. Hamptons. They're in the Hamptons. Yes. Um, yes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, one. yes. You know what I'm finding, which is so funny, I'm realizing, because I watch like the trashiest of trash reality TV and like love mm-hmm. it, you know? Like mm-hmm. there's things like British Bake Off, which actually I've never seen and I need to so badly. I know. You love it. I know, because all I hear is amazing rave reviews, but there's like that, there's like Nailed It, which I feel like is up there. The Circle's mm-hmm. up there. Like real, and I'm not, I'm not like kissing ass. It's like things where you're like, oh, these are quality people. These are quality things. And then there's like crap which I'm still going to watch, but yeah. I felt like Hamptons also selling sunset a little bit was a little bit of the, cause I'm, I find it hard when I can really see that like, Ooh, there is like systemic issues in here that, no, that no one's even addressing at yeah, all. Yeah. That's hard. That I'm just yeah. like, Ooh, my brain is not off right now. And that's, yeah. if that, yeah. Anyway, I mean, yeah. that's everywhere. I mean, that's everywhere because it's in the world. It's going to be reflected in reality TV, of course. But right. the Hamptons, there was that one guy who was a twin. And I was just like, everyone's yes. treating mm-hmm. him like shit, David. I forget his name. Anyway, Selling yeah. Sunset's a little bit like that too. It's like these two twin bald dudes who own this place and they only hire like gorgeous women. And you're like, this is gross. Yeah. But the yeah. houses, the houses. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that. Um, best reality TV show to watch when you want to be inspired. Oh, um, oh no. I feel like I'm only going to say like, uh, house related stuff now. (laughs) (laughs) Just every answer is Um, British breakup. If I want to be inspired, Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's such a good question. I mean, probably some, some countries got talent, right? (laughs) So for a second, I was like, I don't think we get that in Canada. What is that? (laughs) Whatever country it is has got talent. Yep. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Just one of the talented ones. Totally. Just got talent. You know, like any of the, <laughs> some of us just have a lot of talent. The ones that I love on Netflix, um, there's some where they do like, uh, like, ma- like makeup competitions or like skin mm-hmm. wars. Have you seen skin mm-hmm. war? <gasps> that one's great. I know too. what you're talking about. Yes. yes. yes, yes. Those mm-hmm. are fun too, where I'm like, but I don't know if I get inspired. I just get like, I don't have any of these skills. Like nothing's no, there's no way. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, what's your favorite reality? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Keep going. Maybe I'll be applicable to the next one. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna save it so I I'm don't have to say British Bake Off again. Okay. <laughs> I hope it matches. You should just say it anyway. Okay. Best reality TV show to watch when you're just feeling a little sexy. Um, what okay, were you gonna um, say? What were you saving? I want to know what you were saving. Not, uh, Project <laughs> Runway, but I don't like Tim Gunn doesn't make me feel that way. No. Uh, <laughs> Although that's like um, my favorite. That is my favorite competition reality show. Project that's Runway. what I just remembered, and I'm like, is. But you know what else I love? See, now I'm just mm. getting derailed. But also Top Chef. I love Top Chef. Love Top Chef. I get you it. Know? So this is the problem, though. Is and like my partner and I were talking about this. That there's also um like Top Chef, any, any, any of those, I need to have really good food already made like leftovers because I get so hungry. And then I go mm-hmm. to my kitchen and if it's not something really tasty, I get pissed. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to eat this crap right now. Look what they're it's making valid. on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I get disappointed. No, that's really valid. Yeah. But <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I think, yeah, those two are probably my favorite competition ones. So maybe those inspire me. I don't know. Um, but when you feel a little sexy, I mean, yeah. listen, I don't think I watch anything sexy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what gets gets me revved up for the future is yes. watching 
some of those Real Housewives of New York episodes where, like, they're just, like, all the helpers are really horny for some reason. (laughs) Drunk, late night, like, just gyrating, and you're like, this could be me at 70. (laughs) Ramona is 70. So, um, that makes me feel horny for the future. Yes, you're like, there is hope. (laughs) Watching, it truly is, like, watching, like, like, um, Ramona and Dorinda and Sonia and Luann, like when there's a guy thrown in, I feel like it's just like, everyone's just trying to devour as much as they can before the other one. And I'm like, we need to just take one inhale, exhale and chill a little Mm -hmm. bit. No judgment, but it's like, wow. the, The recent season that I was watching, Sonia had a party and this random girl walks in. She's like moody and probably like in her 30s. And they just start like making out. And she's like, I don't know where that came from. And I'm like, yes. This is like goals. Like that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I hope this is a mirror, mirror on the wall, futuristic situation. Okay. Is right? this the most recent? Because I know you said you wait and then you binge them, which I love some. Honestly, that's what I used to do. And then I invested at the beginning of quarantine, I was like, I'm going to need a Hey You account if I'm going to get through COVID. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. got So is this the most recent season of New York? I don't think it is, but it's, I think it's re it's recent-ish. Yeah. Sonia was on like uh, in paper magazine or something <gasps> and they yes. were celebrating her being in paper magazine and then cut to she's just like making out with some random girl and then the girl just like leaves and like everyone was like wow and Luann was like that was hot and I'm like I guess yeah I do feel something right now (laughs) so often when I watch Real Housewives it teeters on this like I'm loving all of this and then I'm also so much like oh my God, everyone needs therapy so bad. Like I want to yeah. take care oh, of yeah. everybody. Then there's mm-hmm. that fine line, like some seasons in all the house, all the Real Housewives, there's mm-hmm. some seasons where I'm like, this is, I'm too worried about them to enjoy it. And, yeah. But some seasons yeah. where I'm like, this is fucking, I miss Bethany yeah. though. I got to say, I, miss I love Bethany. Bethany. Yeah. Too. Bethany wasn't that, se- Bethany really, that's like, that's my dream is to be a Bethany of any <laughs> Of anything. Ensemble cast. Yeah. Yes. Or of like yeah. any company, of any yeah. of any walk of life. And you yeah, know, she did Bethany. a crossover show with Frederick from Million yes. Dollar List. I haven't mm-hmm, watched it, mm-hmm. but where they do Me neither. stuff. No, that's <laughs> I what, love it. Maybe I'll get into that. Okay. Um, okay, so we're gonna circle back to uh, a reality show to watch when you just wanna have a good cry. Um, such a good question. Um, and I think I'm going to have to go with my episode of The Circle. When <laughs> I reveal myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's such a, that, you know what? Sorry, answer, listeners. Right? I just did a kiss with my fingers. That's a beautiful <laughs> answer. That is so, so good. You know what does make me cry? I don't, first of all, I mean, I don't go to reality when I want to have a good cry. Um, Cause I don't know. I don't, cause I don't know if it's going to make me cry, but I do, yeah. I do always cry in any show where they're given like a video message from home. Yes. The circle I cried like survivor, big brother, whenever they are shown mm-hmm. a message from home, I, oh my God, survivor. When yeah. they bring yeah. their family members on, I'm yeah. in puddles. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, even I feel like top chef or project runway when it's like the mom and dad at the end, it's the finale and they're like, oh. I'm just so proud of them. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, 
like when Tim Gunn goes to visit them in their houses, yes. like the top three, and they're mm-hmm. like having like a barbecue outside and they're just a hundred percent. They're like, when yeah. did you know that Timothy was a designer? And like when he yeah. came out of the womb and you're just like, right. yes. Yeah. Such yeah. a good answer. Or British Bake Off. Just for all of these answers. I really British need to watch Bake British Bake Off so badly. Um, you do. That's really, another really part do. of your That's homework. That's my homework. That's my homework. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited to feel like I have purpose after this. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm wondering how has being on a reality TV show changed how you experience watching reality TV now? Is it as enjoyable um, for you? It's still enjoyable, but I think I'm a bit more empathetic watching it. Like, I'm not so like, you fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, I see that you probably, you were probably maybe a little bit set up to do that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you didn't get the good edit there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I think I I notice more um, when uh, someone might be prompted to say something. And I don't mean that like the producers are necessarily steering the ship I just mean like uh, someone can ask you a question that it's like oh I never would have said this out loud but someone mm. asked me the question so I'm gonna answer it mm-hmm. and then it becomes like a huge plot point you know what yeah. I mean yeah um and that happens all the time like watching like now I feel like very aware of that mm. yeah <laughs> um watching like other shows and it's like oh she probably wouldn't have said that but someone asked her that question, you know, but like yeah. you're watching it and you're like, you're an asshole for just coming out. <laughs> Why would that. you bring up that topic jerk? Exactly. Yeah. And you're like literally exactly. everyone in the room asked them that question in unison. And now they feel like they have to answer and they're the, they're the asshole. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I feel a bit more empathetic, but sometimes I also can see them like, sometimes I also feel like I have the sense of like, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there and that was voluntary. Like you, yes, that's a lot. That's been on, you know what? And there's a lot to like, sometimes people will say certain things and I have such empathy again. Cause again, like it's, they're in a microscope, like you're being filmed all the time. That's exhausting. I was thinking about Mm -hmm. this, like, how would I like pick my nose or how would I like get my underwear out of my butt crack like there would be, be so much footage of me picking my nose <laughs> if I was in a longer show right like oh my god no. it'd be awful and so I I talked about picking my nose and I totally forgot what I was gonna say but honestly it's, it's oh and that you you know you have this empty but there are sometimes where you where I'll watch and people say something and I'm like I I don't know what con in in what context that would ever be okay to say so I just really think that was like a shitty thing to say like I really do think watching some of the real housewives now I'm like these people are geniuses for chaos like like, some of these people just know exactly what's gonna stir some shit and I don't think I have like as volatile enough of a personality to do like what Teresa Giudice does Oh no. Oh no. And that's, and that's also, I'm like, I just would never be cast in any of those because they would find me boring. And also I would cry too much. Like I would be like, Oh, I would just be like, I'm just tired and I haven't had lunch. So like, I'm just, I'm, it's just that, like, that's why I'm crying right now. (laughs) I miss my dog and I blow blood sugar. Like, of course I'm crying. And also I need some fucking validation that someone actually loves me. Anybody? No. Okay, great. Well, I heard this about the bachelor and the bachelorette that they like, they just like don't feed them (laughs) like these people are like just uh, like on edge because they just like 
just get a bunch of alcohol and no food. And, and no I'm like, food. that would be a nightmare. <gasps> well, know? and I found, yes, 100%. And I heard on a podcast you were on, thank you for, for guiding me towards <laughs> this education, that they're not allowed to bring books, but at one point they could only bring the Bible, which oh, is like- no. Oh no, yeah, no, that's no, bad. no books. Like, Oh, hundred percent. Have you ever seen that? If there's a scripted series and Oh, I'm forgetting the name. I will message it to you. Cause I will Google it where it's a scripted show about two producers who are creating the bachelor. I know not the bachelor. I know what you're talking about, but I forget the name of the show. Yes. Have you ever seen it is, it is dark. Like yeah. dark capital D dark is also a fucked up show on Netflix that you should totally check out. It's about time travel, but that mm. show Let's talk about tangents need to steer back but that show is so fucking dark and i think about i actually i used to watch bachelor and bachelorette so much and now like when i watch it i i feel sad more than i like i feel icky and i feel worried for them more than i'm excited about it bachelor in paradise i'll watch yeah. but the mm. actual series like yeah i find it i love the beginning i like i feel like i always end up missing it like just, they're like oh it's happening I'm like oh wait I meant to watch <laughs> yeah. that but um <laughs> the beginning episodes where everyone's getting introduced and there has yes. to be like a villain like I do love that yeah you know? totally when you're like who's gonna come out as a banana yeah yeah out of the car yeah. and not been trip and who's gonna like yes <laughs> grab his face in the first second and be scared for his boundaries 100 <gasps> yeah there's always yes. that I love it um well, I just want to thank you so much for being with me here today, Sean. And one huge thank you I wanted to say is um, in a podcast you were on, you spoke about uh, media diet and just being like keeping a, you know, being aware of who you're following online, who you're exposing yourself to when you have the control to do it. And I, it made me start thinking about it. And I was thinking, I think you are a part of like my really healthy part of my media diet and I just want to thank I'm you like for that. I'm like the kale of your media. <laughs> <laughs> I love kale. You're the kale of my media. And I, just, I love yeah. kale too so that me really too. means a lot to me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I just I think you put out um you present like such vulnerability and authenticity and it's refreshing and it's wonderful and I always feel happy and oh my god and I ordered your sweater and I can't wait for it to get here I'm so excited I'll take a picture oh, and send it you. to you I ordered the pink one I'm so excited and Yay. I just I just I think I cannot imagine first of all I'm sure it's so rewarding but also on the other side I can totally see how exhausting and draining the work that you are doing can be sometimes and I just want to say like I see you. I love what you're doing. And I think you're just such a bright light. So thank Aww. you so much. Such a thank bright, you. sad light for all of us. <laughs> Getting us through winter, Sean. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that really, really means a lot to me. Thank you so Aww. much. This was so fun. This was a really great evening. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad. And I'm going to hit you up with my moon sun rising and get a reading and see what I'm supposed to be. And you have to watch Great British Bake Off and, and you have yes. to read the guest list. So you got a lot of work to do. I'll message, I'll message you in February. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you end up watching Love Island, let me know what you think. Okay, if you're deciding between Australia, US and UK, I would mm -hmm. say go UK first. Okay. I love the accent. It's so my, that sounds great. Right. And also I started saying things like in like British, like I said, wanky, I'm pretty sure earlier, or like, sometimes I have a friend who is from England. She'll be like, why did you say it like that? And I'm realizing it's because of how much fucking UK reality TV I watch, which is really embarrassing. I love it. I love so it. Good. So yes. Let me know what you think when you start watching. I will.
Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Liquid Courage podcast. Whether you are watching the episode on YouTube or listening wherever you get your podcasts, I really appreciate the support and I'd love to connect with you. What's been your favorite episode so far? What topics are resonating with you? What's something new you've learned from one of our awesome guests? Find the podcast on Instagram at Liquid Courage Podcast and on Twitter at Liquid C Podcast and let me know. And if you like what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and leave a review or rating. It helps me out a lot and it makes you some good karma. The world is a really scary, uncertain place right now, and being able to connect with these inspiring artists each week has really helped me mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the illies. <laughs> Safe virtual connection has been such a huge source of support for me, so I hope in listening to this episode, you feel a little less alone and a little more connected as well. Thanks again for listening. It means the world to me. Stay safe and take care. <laughs>